Welcome to the Yankee Nation podcast brought to you by New York Sports Nation. I'm Jose Roden. I'm here with Ryan and Brian, and we're going to be talking about the Yankees, a great series against the White Sox, a sweep, and we're definitely going to get into that. But first, let's start off with Ryan's news. Okay, so we have some injury updates as usual. This has become a weekly thing updating the uh, entry status <laughs> um yeah. so the first off aaron hicks it was um it was a question of whether he would get surgery or not on that torn sheath at his wrist and he is opting for the surgery so um it is potentially a season ender we will see if he can come back towards the end of september um Yankees shouldn't bank on that. So um, <laughs> that's uh, not a huge surprise, but it, it is now uh, like 100% confirmed he's going for surgery. I'm not sure if he already had it yet, but it is happening. Um, Zach Britton, uh, this I'm actually, I actually watched uh, it, Joe's McFly, one of the good guys on Yankee Twitter. Uh, he, he put up a mm-hmm. vlog. He was at, I think it was Saturday's game in a suite with Brian Cashman. And he, he talks with Brian Cashman a little bit and he asked him about like, how far away is Britain? And um, he's like, you know, in about a week or so, he might be starting rehab games. So he's not that far away from uh, being on the way back. Um, Cashman also said that uh, he was asked about Luis Severino and, um, Cashman said that he is also not too far away from playing in some rehab games. And um, he was asked about where Severino would fit when he comes back. And he's like, you know, if everyone's pitching well, he's going to have to earn a spot. He might have to start off in the bullpen. Like if uh, everyone's going like they have been lately, then um, it'll be a good problem to have. Um, Lastly, I have, Darren O'Day, he started a throwing program the other day. Um, yeah, but no pun intended there. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he started a throwing program. It's in the very beginning stages. He's still with the team in New York, I think. And um, it'll be good to have him back at some point. Um, good to see that he is starting throwing and he's uh, getting some activity in. Uh, anything to add about? Any of the injury news uh, overall, guys? Well, I think from a from a Hicks standpoint, you, you know, you hate to see it, um, but you expected it. Uh, I think it's good that uh, Guardy's getting some regular time right now because you're starting to see him uh, starting to come around a little bit. Uh, I think uh, you know, Ryan, you actually wrote about this last week in your in your blog that the Yankees need to move out pretty quick and try to get an outfielder, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and so uh, and it, it is it's it certainly is spurring a lot of discussion about how how uh, outfield short they are right now. But the other guy that's uh, on the horizon, too, that was out there taking batting practice the other day uh, was Giancarlo. And, um, you know, he may be he may be, uh, you know, in line to uh, get a couple of right field or left field spots. Who knows? Um, but, you know, the, the way they're baby and the way they're baby in him and the way they're baby and judge right now. You know, uh, I, I, I will also put this out there. Kudos to Wade. Okay. 
he has he has stepped up his game. He has made some really good catches. One of the things that's great about Wade out there is his speed helps him make up for a first misstep. If there, you know, and and that that helps a lot. So uh, as as we've uh, come to find with with Frazier, uh, it's it's always an adventure, um, and and Miggy, it's always an adventure. Um, but uh, you know, I think uh, I think there's I think I think there's stability ahead, and it may not need a trade, in my, my opinion. So. Yeah, I was thinking that we just – I think one of the good issues about what the Yankees are doing right now is that we have, like, a a surplus of solid arms, especially in, like, the starting rotation when Seve comes back. And then if you want to look at the bullpen with Britton and O'Day possibly coming back in the near future, what do you – how do you fit all those arms in? Who's being sent down? The bullpen's so solid right now. Like – I imagine you're looking at Luis Sessa and then you can't really set down Jonathan Luizaga. So I don't know. It gets a little interesting there, but it's like one of those good problems to have. I wonder if uh, they think about possibly going to a trading a bullpen arm and see if that gets a return in for an outfielder, which they just did the opposite with Talkman. So right. it, it'll be interesting to see because like you, there is that whole luxury tax thing that comes yeah. into play where like if someone makes like uh, probably up to like 10 million, like they'll be able to make it work and throw in something where the team will eat money to yeah give the Yankees an outfielder. Um, there, there's a bunch of names being thrown out there. There's like Joey Gallo, Jesse Winker, um, twins are really bad so max kepler is thrown in there mm-hmm. um i would really like max kepler but i mean as we said last week it, these pre- these teams probably aren't ready to deal these guys yet um i don't think even the twins are going to give up on the season yet so right. um they're they're not gonna like they're not gonna deal these guys unless they're blown away with an offer so uh i don't th- i don't anticipate anything big on the outfield front um yeah too soon. On the pitching front, I think uh, I think the guys that might be at risk if if O'Day comes back, uh, and again he's got to earn a spot in. But I think Justin Wilson is is one of the guys that's a question mark. Yeah. He's he's like bottom of the totem pole right now. I mean, as yeah, far yeah. as just guys we trust, yeah. you know, he's had an inning or two where he looks really good, but you know, uh, all the other times he's probably he's like giving up a run. Yeah, yeah, um, so. Um, we do have some talking points. And the first one we talked about was, uh, in pre-show, um, was MLB Network's power rankings that came out that we, <laughs> we were, we weren't the biggest fans of, um, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they posted that yesterday. MLB posted that on Twitter yesterday and, our, and they, they put it out there and they said thoughts with a question mark. And, um, and I came back and said, well, let me see. So your number three team was just swept by your number seven team. Your number seven team happens to be the winningest team in the last 30 days of baseball. And, um, you know, and they just had a rotation that uh, that pitched shutouts through 35 innings. So I'm not sure 
you're, I can give them any credibility unless you want to take number seven and swap it at number three and move three to seven. Then I'd be okay. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the, the Yankees aren't the only team I have a problem with in this, uh, this, <laughs> this ranking either. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Yankees and the Rays should both be higher because the Rays oh, yeah. are on an 11 win streak right now. And, you know, they got, I do think that we should be above the Dodgers. Like both of those teams should be above the Dodgers and we should, the White Sox should be lower. And also the Astros are above us as well. Um, yeah. Okay, who was so the, te- teams who, who ahead. Was the last of, loss? Who was the last loss that the race had? The, the Yankees. Yes. The, they, it was the Yankees won two or three in the trop and Rays haven't lost since. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, like having the Yankees one spot ahead of the Rays, I actually don't hate that. Does, I, like I see yeah. the logic behind that. Um, I think you could flip flop either of those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they are neck and neck as far as power rankings go. But, but I would just move. Up. I would move that pairing up, like a probably yeah. to two, to three and four at least. Um, yeah, you know the teams ahead are the Padres, Red Sox at one and two, which are understandable. And um, mm-hmm. after that, it's White Sox, Dodgers, Giants, and the Astros. And- yeah. <laughs> I I think that if you just move the Giants and the Astros down, and then you're kind of in this range of White Sox and Dodgers and the Yankees and the Rays kind of fit right in there. Like, just in that, yeah. like, I think I'm trying to bleach report had one that came out today where they go Padres, Rays, Dodgers, Yankees, and then white Sox. And I kind of, I like that one more just in the sense, if you want to go off, who's hot, who are the four hottest teams? It's the Padres, the Rays, the Dodgers and the Yankees. And that's, that's the hottest teams out there. And if you want to go there, that's, that's solid. I'll take it. And then if you want to go after that, now I'm looking at, well, this one's a little older, but uh, the ESPN one for week 17 is older. Where, well, it came out May 20th. Yeah, May 20th. And they have White Sox, Padres, Dodgers, and Yankees are down at eight. But that's a little older. That's before they swept them. So, so I'm wondering, I'm wondering, if there's any kind of bias associated with this MLB rankings <laughs> from Allison Footer, okay? First off, um, it just came into me and it just became aware that Allison's from Houston. So maybe she, maybe she, you know, and who's tucked up just above the Yankees in this poll? Houston. So I don't know. I'm thinking there's a little bit of uh, trash can envy here, maybe. Um I, I just think that I, I think, you know, you, you, there's always a little bit of bias. I'm, I'm probably sure Mike, Mark Feinsand didn't uh, get a chance to really get in and speak his piece on this thing. But, um, yeah, I, you know, they have the Yankees down at number seven. And, and after they beat Houston to have Houston be ahead of them. And I mean, Houston's not even close in the rankings anymore as far as as far as one loss record. Um so yeah, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little concerned that we've got a little bias going on here, and yeah. uh, she, she just needs to make sure that that uh, she's objective from here forward. Okay, Allison, thank you. <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to look through other ones. So 
a Bleacher Report, like I just told you, came out yesterday or today. There's a CBS one that just came out yesterday where it goes Padres, Dodgers, Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, White Sox, Astros are seven. And I feel like that's right now the best one. I guess, what, Thursday? I think the new ESPN one would come out, and maybe we talk about that next week and see if there's other glaring issues. But this MOB one is kind of like outside of the norm of the others like it's just out there randomly so i don't there's probably some bias there some unnecessary bias well in her twitter bio she has a midwesterner slash houstonian and um she i think her current location is houston um i don't want to throw out like huge bias claims but you know i, I do think like I, I do think they're sometimes in the media is like a like a oh we can't give everything to the Yankees you know or like when speaking of when like awards happen and Matt Su- like Hideki Matsui doesn't win Rookie of the Year or you know Aaron Judge only gets two MVP votes so I. I don't like to say that there's like this huge conspiracy against the Yankees, but like, I, I do think that sometimes there's this attitude that like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't like, I can't say that like everyone's conspiracy having like a conspiracy against us, but you know, uh, I'll, I'll save, I'll save conspiracy theories for August and in, in, in September. That'll be, <laughs> that'll be what I start going through that, but okay. Okay. So maybe I'll back off Allison, not, you know, being a little biased here, but you know, I think the little knife, the, the, the twist of the knife was put in Houston ahead of the Yankees and the Rays. That was terrible. So Yeah, that was a little, that's a little suspect there. That, I don't see how you can say the Astros are ranked higher than the Yankees at this moment in time. But, you know. Absolutely not. To each their own. All right. I, I have some positive things to talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> before we get to the the end of individual games uh we're gonna i do want to talk about glaber and his defensive improvements um defensive metrics are pretty um up for debate as far as like how reliable they are but glabers have never been particularly good except for this year <laughs> and like it, the eye test backs it up as well so um you know, defensive run saved. He's he is in the positive. He's at two right now, but um, you, I think usually he is in the negative. And like his his, his ultimate zone rating, you know, I, I'm not sure what exactly goes into that, but it is a positive rating this year. And um, ever since that those first two weeks where he he was bouncing throws and Jay Bruce wasn't really helping him at all, yeah, um, it, it's been really good uh, not not elite defense but like he's been pretty good on the defensive side uh, I would say yeah I think he's making the routine plays and I feel like that's all we were asking of him mm-hmm. like we know he's not the greatest defender out there so you know just go out there and play a decent shortstop position that's, yeah, be, that's be adequate. Be adequate. Don't be a liability. Yeah. And and yeah. I gotta say, a lot of his play has picked up. Yes, he had he was he was his defense was good already, but 
You know, when he dogged it to that, that on that, you know, uh, slow chopper to the pitcher and, and Aaron Boone had to give him a conversation about that. He has, since that point in time, he's, he's that, that, whether that lit the fire under him or not, he's been just good since then. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, and it is his, his hitting has also, his hitting and prowess has also started to affect how well he plays defense, which is good. I think his confidence is way up. And before I get into Glaber's offense a little bit, I just want to note that, the whole infield defense has been great recently. You know, yeah. the, uh, like how many double plays have they turned? I mean, they turned a triple play <laughs> Friday yeah. night. Um, it, it's been really good. Um, Gio has been making some good plays. And, you know, having Voight back, I think, helps, even though he's not like an elite defender either. But, you know, yeah. having a capable first baseman. Um, what I want to get into with Glaber on the offensive side is that he was recently in the COVID protocol and he, um, uh, a story came out. It was like literally all he was doing was studying his swing from when he was hitting well. And like, you know, let's, so he could pick up where he was, he was left off when he, uh, yeah. when he went to the COVID IL because he was hitting really well before that happened. And um, ever since he's come back, he's really just hit the ground running. He's been even better on the offensive side. Um, which is great to see. Um, Glaber has been someone that isn't someone you think would like chase power, which is like what Marcus Timms was saying right. he was doing early in the season. He's someone who adjusts to pitches yep. in the middle at bats, of at bats, mm-hmm. and he makes a ton of adjustments. Um, you know, and he's you've seen a, lo- a bunch of just punch the ball through the right side of the infield, and it's just. It's yeah. been great to see, you know, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get into like statistically how he's been better uh, specifically with the white Sox series. I think. They showed you, they showed you want to wait till then. You want to wait till the white Sox series or do you want yeah, to Yeah, just like, through? just like I have, I, I, I have some numbers about like how okay. he did against the, the, the white Sox. And he was, yeah. uh, he was the biggest part on offense for that series. So yeah. But general, from a general comment standpoint, if you've seen a spray chart of him since he's been on this ride, it's all over the field. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of Glaber is he's, he's, as you said, he's now hitting the pitches where they're thrown and he's, and he's doing what he needs to do to make it happen. And that's, uh, that's awesome. And uh, I, I, you know, you, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't be more excited enough when you start seeing the top five guys in the lineup start to do make do damage all the way through. Yeah. 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 My last talking point was uh, it has to do with Aaron Judge uh, and his change of approach. Not, re- I don't know if it's like a huge change of approach, but recently he's been saying, "Yeah, I've been trying to be more aggressive," and he's taking advantage of these first pitch balls that he's getting in the zone. And he's just uh, his average is up to like three oh eight or something right now, and you know if you look at some of the advanced tests, it's like his expected batting average is still even higher than that. It's like 330 back where he was like the first two months of 2017 when he was just unreal. Yeah. Um, he's even his like his defense, his defense, you could tell it's still like dialed back, but he's still making really good plays. He had, he had that play on Friday night where he faked out the runner and threw yeah. him out at second yeah. base. 
And, um, yep. you know, you can tell he's not like going all out sprint and he's taking care of his body. And, um, it, uh, one last thing that I want to say with him is, um, his career strikeout rate is right around 30% and where he is right now, it's at, it's around 25%. And, you know, he's, he's just making more contact. And I mean, when Aaron judge makes contact, it usually goes oh, yeah. at least to good things. So. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. yeah. He's, he's had a, I feel like he's one of those guys that everybody was kind of overlooking, but his like numbers are kind of crazy, especially because he had like a slow start. Then he had that random like five games where he was just striking out at everything. And then he went to batting five over 500. So his like all of his numbers are over his career high, like average 308 on base percentage, uh, 407. OPS yep. is nine seventy seven. All of that is like on Man. some different level. So he's he's been crazy good this season. I think one of the things I love about where they're at right now, and you can say this a Glaber, you can say this a Judge, and you can say it a Geo. Um, they're all hitting with runners in scoring position. Yeah, and and that's yeah that's that's awesome. So yeah. You guys ready to go on to some games? Yeah, uh-huh. ready. All right. So what a game to kind of start off the conversation with is uh, we have two games of the Rangers series to talk about, and the first one is Corey Kluber's no-hitter. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay? <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. Um, I just want to, did you, did both of you guys watch this game like all the way through or, um, no, I I didn't get a chance to, yeah, I picked it up at about the, uh, sixth or seventh inning, a sixth inning. So it was, I, um, it was weird. Cause like, uh, I forget the guy from the tigers. He threw one the night before Mm -hmm. and, um, (laughs) it, I watched that game the whole way through and um i remember he got i think he got through like the six and like it just felt like he was going to do it you know the yankees have had guys like i I forget when like mlb sends out the notification that like oh they got a a no hitter through five innings or whatever but um i think it's six six is when they'll send it out yeah and like guys have done that before i remember like nate evaldi got through six in texas one time and then um mm-hmm. i think like hiroki Kuroda one time and it just did it didn't feel like the stars were the line and i, I also remember michael pineda he, Pineda he got had to one. seven he i got was at to that seven game. and gave up a home run it was against the marlins and um, yes i was very sad all those times it just never felt like uh it was a realistic goal and it was either like the oh their pinch count their pitch count is like really high still and um uh this time it just felt it, was like, just it so felt much much more attainable um so efficient it was so efficient all the way through i mean he's knocking through an inning in six or seven pitches for the most part and and yeah. uh and it was just really good so 
I got, you know, for, for me out here, it's, it's, it's obviously I'm three hours behind you guys out here in California. So we're just sitting down to dinner and, and typically if, if the game's on, it starts at four o'clock my time or so somewhere around there. So the game will be on and I'll go silence it. When, when we sit down to dinner, I'll silence it, but it'll be, I'm staring at it, you know? And, uh, and, uh, my wife and my daughter were, were having a conversation and stuff and, and, and they, they run, Kluber finishes, I think the seventh inning and he's got, he's got the zero, the zeros come up on the board, you know? And I just turn to them and I go, take a look at the screen. And like, oh yeah, nice. Yankees are winning. I said, no, no, no. Take a look at the screen. <laughs> they were, you know, and, and my daughter's like, you know, I should could care less, but, but, um, but, but Sally's like, is he pitching a no hitter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know but it was just fun to watch really fun to watch and then it was great because i was watching it um i guess and then mlb i went to the mlb setup because the one i'm watching was the um uh, was the rangers broadcast so mm-hmm. I, I had to shift to mlb because then they shifted uh they shifted to michael k and the yes network for the last inning mm-hmm. yeah yeah i got I got a chance to listen. So I was I was building a cabinet at my mother's in-laws. So I was listening to the game. And then, so I was driving home at the start while he was pitching in the eighth. And so I got to listen to John Sterling call it. And that was pretty nice. That was pretty cool to hear him kind of go crazy on that. So that was... That was my experience. It was it was pretty awesome. Like I went and watched back like MLB released like the last two innings, I think. And I watched yeah. that and that was that was really that was really awesome to kind of watch him do that. I'm excited for Corey Kluber. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like this always comes up that me and Ryan just want Tyone or him to be good and we'll be fine. And I, I feel like Kluber has kind of solidified that he's going to be good if he stays healthy this season. And that's all we want. Just one. He, yep. He's very close to like what he was with Cleveland. You know, I never yeah. expected that, you know, but anything close to that level is a clear number two. And like, yeah. it's like you get to the playoffs and it's no questions asked what the rotation is going to be, you know, oh, yeah. you have games yeah. one and two are set. And then you, you've, you have however many months are left in the season to figure out games three and four. Yep. Um, uh, just, I forgot what I was going to say, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it's like, I think David Cohen said it like, Kluber's back in a way. Like yeah. he, he's, he's kind of, he's, this is what he's wanted to do. He's wanted to establish himself as being back to Corey Kluber. And mm-hmm. um, the question is if he stays healthy, which the injuries he's had, people have said like, those aren't long-term worries. Those usually aren't yeah. reoccurring things or like getting hit with a ball in the arm on a comebacker yeah. and stuff like that. Um, just hope he keeps it up because he's I'm almost as con- not almost as confident as I am in Cole, but pretty close. Uh, but yeah, uh, by far the most confident out of all the rest of the guys. 
Uh, and yeah. I'm pretty confident in the rest of the guys right now, <laughs> too. Um, which is really good to see. Uh, the Yankees have not been winning by like, oh, just hitting a bunch of home runs, which they have been in recent years. In recent years, they won, won by very good starting pitching, which yep. was the biggest question coming into this year and timely hitting recently. Yep. So. Yeah. I, yeah, it's been, it's been great to see like just the starting pitching, like, especially in the last week, like, we're going to get through it when we talk about every game, especially in the White Sox series. And then someone has that for a Yankee of the week. So we're definitely <laughs> going to talk about the Yankee pitching. And I think that was just kind of like, it's great to see that happen. I feel like over the last couple of years, the struggle as a Yankee fan has been, oh, we have the bats. We don't have the starting pitching. And now it feels mm-hmm. like it's kind of flip-flopped a little. Also yeah. along with the deadening of the balls and all that. Yeah stuff that's going on as well so it's kind of it's good to feel a little more confident yeah and one more thing before we move on from this no hitter um as brian said before this was tyler tyler way's been playing better and this is the best game that he had you know the when he got that triple Triple. to score a run it that that was like you you were worrying like okay is he gonna actually get through nine innings and are the yankees just not gonna score a run (laughs) um and then uh yeah once he got that that run i was i was thinking like you know this is very possible that it could happen and um yeah yeah and then and then the dj got got the sack fly and then wade had the good catch in right field in the ninth inning which was yeah what we were talking about um yeah that, that was a big question was because um ryan lamar got injured and he left the yeah. game, and we had no idea what wade could do from the defensive side in the outfield because he hasn't really played that much but you know his speed has helped him i'll say one of the one of the last things associated with the no hitter <clears throat> first off higgy did a phenomenal job behind the plate and he, he was yeah. saying that the last two innings, he was just the last two innings. He was just all on a nervous Nelly back there and, um, and, and just really struggled to maintain his own composure. Um, but, uh, you know, you look at, you look at all of the props that everybody was given everybody, you know, uh, there were a ton of Yankees that popped up on social media with little, little, uh, you know, little blips congratulating Kluber and everything. And then Kluber, of course, was giving everybody else the credit. And um, yeah. and that was just nice to see how, how everybody jumped in, in play there. And it was nice to see that when a Yankee jumped up and said, congratulations, Corey Kluber, how the rest of the fan base congratulated that guy who was saying it. So that was that was really nice to, to see all the positivity about it all, of course. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like it was a good Yankee fan experience. Which, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. So, you guys don't have anything else on the no hitter because that's a big thing. I think that's all I had. Please. You guys good? So then, Kluber wins that game to nothing, and then the next night we have Herman, who doesn't throw nearly a no hitter, but he shuts out the Texas Rangers and uh, goes. He goes, he has goes seven innings and he gave up six hits, but he also had some strikeouts, you know, five. And I feel like the formula with these lower end 
starting rotation guys. Like we know Cole and Kluber are going to go deep and hopefully we'll have a lead. I feel like this kind of strategy of Herman green and Chapman is kind of like a great strategy. And just to close out games, if Herman's having a good outing, just keep him out there. And he gave up six hits. So that's like not great. That's almost a hit an inning, but still like to get it done under pressure. Like this has been a theme throughout our starting rotation since last time we talked of which our starting rotation is just going out there and getting it done. He had that one inning where he got in trouble and then he, he eventually got out of it. Um, The Yankees, we talk about like, Oh, Kluber's clear number two right now. To me, Herman is clear number three, you know, yeah. Monty had a great game on Friday, but you know, he's been hit or miss and um, Tyon is, he is still finding himself, you know, he's going to be a long-term project and you know, I, I still believe in him uh, because I, I don't think he knows where all his pitches are going 100% of the time yeah. right now, but, but Herman, you know, he's regained that 2019 form where, you know, he'd let the Yankees and wins. I think it was like 18 or something like that. But um, yeah, yeah, he, ever since he came back up from the alternate site, when he got sent down at the beginning of the year, he's been great. Yeah. Like Herman has a three Oh five ERA right now. Kluber has an under three ERA. Like that's right now. That's clearly mm-hmm. your top three. And I think. And that's feel- including their bad starts too. Yeah. So if this is really, so that means they've been real dominant in the last, what, last couple of starts. And that's, I'll take that. If you're, if you're starting to figure it out more and more as the season goes along, that's, I'll, I'll be very, very happy with that. Do you want to get into kind of like, Urshela and Judge coming off of the bench and just kind of winning the game. Yeah, it was good to see. Like, I felt good about Gio coming in, and when um, when Judge came up, I was I was like, okay, can Judge actually didn't have a pinch hit hit yeah. <laughs> in his career, yeah. so yeah. it was good to get off the Schneid on as far as that goes. Yeah. Again, they're clutch. These guys are they're they're coming up clutch now with runners in scoring position, and that's just a good thing. So it's you know, <clears throat> it, you know these were these were tight tighter tighter than they needed to be ball games, and uh, yeah, and and that's the tough part. I think the other part that's good is the defense started picking up. Uh, this is when I think you can probably say definitely we start you know we're, we're turning double plays. We're still hitting into a ton of them. When we, were in, yeah. when we were playing the Rangers, um, but if we can get to the point where we're 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 uh, converting double plays as opposed to hitting into double plays, it'll be a better thing. So. Yeah. All right. So, White Sox series, a sweep of the White Sox. The first thing that I definitely want to note is that Ryan was talking last week about Jordan Montgomery, and we're talking about how. He might need to skip a start against the White Sox. <laughs> He's going to have some trouble. Let's bring, Davey up. Let's bring Davey up. 
<laughs> yeah, we were talking about having him skip a start, have Davey come in for either him or Tyone. We were having this whole conversation, how they do that. 11 strikeouts in seven innings, no runs, no walks, four hits. Yeah. That was like strikeout fest for yeah. seven innings of that game because um, Rodon had 14. Yeah. yeah. It was like yeah. – the game flew by for seven innings and then Glaber popped one to the right yeah. field seats. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we were like, okay, we're going to escape with a one, one, nothing win. Yeah. And then low Isaac, uh, he walks the first batter, which uh, is not a good sign, but like yeah. he, and, and then the hit is like a, this out of the zone pitch. That is actually a pretty yeah. good pitch. That gets blooped into right field to tie the game. Um, but you know, credit to Monty. This was a this was a tough matchup because the White Sox, White yeah. Sox are killer against left-handed pitching, and and it know, goes seen, back to like last season, right? I, I think so. But even like this year, they're just yeah, like ridiculous against left-handed pitching. And you know, I, I I've seen like White Sox fans on Twitter leading up to that game we're like oh we got friday night we just gotta grab one of the left with the other two we're like mm-hmm. no, you don't yeah <laughs> and then um <laughs> and tony la Russa, uh by the way it, it had some pretty bad uh bullpen management yeah this weekend in my opinion you know he's like he does the he did the thing where you're trying to steal outs from like with from like by letting guys go longer you know mm-hmm. when you still need to get through the ninth inning like you, hey maybe put your closer in in the ninth inning to, to get to the yeah. extras because yeah. it's not a <laughs> it's not a shared thing you know yeah leaving a reliever that's not as good as kyle Hendricks or uh any of the other guys that you have um i think the guy on friday night they were talking about uh was their worst uh, who that that was who white, white Sox fans view as their worst bullpen pitcher so <laughs> was uh not the smartest decision in my opinion for tony Russa to to do that um with the bullpen and it, it came up again on sunday as well um I, I watched that white Sox team and like i'm like you know I respect Tony LaRusso. He's a baseball lifer and everything. Um, yeah. He's just not fit for today's game. And I do think he has um, probably taken some wins away from that team. They're, they're, they're still really good and they, they have a really good lineup, but man, I, I think like those situations that I think that could also come to come to bite them in the playoffs. I, I think they're going to win the central, but. Yeah, I'm not sure I trust him. I think that was overshadowed, though. I mean, his management of the bullpen, I think it's a great point, Ryan. It was overshadowed because top half of that inning is when, you know, uh, we do bring our closer in and he gets into trouble. And yeah. next thing you know, we turn a triple play to get him out of the inning. And yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so uh, and then, so now the, now the Yankees are riding some momentum into that at bat. And and I, I just I just think they just clearly showed at the end there that they were they were ready to put some runs on board and didn't want to bring it to extra innings. Yeah, right. you know, and well, so that was good. Uh, but I I think your point's well taken. And and 
you know, LaRusso was already in a little bit of turmoil with his players coming into this series, um, obviously because of the way they handled the whole uh, 3-0 pitch home run dinger, uh, you know, yeah. off of a position player, right? So, um, but I, I, you know, I, I think Sunday, I don't think he same decision Sunday, but when he brought his closer and it was a little bit too late. And yeah. then first yeah. off, his closer doesn't have, his closer didn't have the best record uh, as we, as it was beautiful the way we, yes, said. So the last time these two faced each other was when, <laughs> you know, Aaron Judge hits the two run dinger in the first inning off the guy to set the tone in, in a playoff series with the A's. Hendricks was there. Yeah. So, but um, yeah. yeah. I didn't mean to jump on that, but I think your points, your point that LaRusa is, is managing more old school is probably true. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's not like there, there can't be like some of those components uh, brought into the game even now, but just like some, some of them, it's just like, sometimes you got to go to your better relievers, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. uh I also like to point out that to start that inning it, on Friday night, uh, Judge let off with a single and then Geo. So like the, the same yeah. as the Thursday game, the two yeah. RBIs, like yeah. Geo and Judge getting on sets up Glaber to win the game. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I think we're gonna get into this a little bit later. Um, but like Judge, Geo, Torres, and then hopefully Stanton when he comes back. Like those four are right now carrying this lineup because you have DJ struggling, Voight's kind of getting back into it. We have a whole catcher situation where Gary's not getting steady at bats and Higgy started off hot, but they're kind of figuring how to pitch to him. And then you have the whole left field thing. And now we don't have a center fielder. It's kind of like Gio Torres and judge those are just holding it that offense together right now and this series torres kind of was the offense yeah and yeah i don't know if we're gonna get into that later but eight Uh, rbis yeah i'll say i'll say like the numbers like yeah the eight rbis um however many how many runs the yankees scored this series so 14 14 so 8 out of 14 and he was also 8 for 12 in the yeah. series. So he <clears> was <throat> clearly the MVP on offense. Yeah. Yes. 3-2, three, 3-2 two, three, two run two, two run hits. 3 one each yeah. game. And yeah. so, uh quick math is um he outscored the White Sox in this series. The White Sox <laughs> yeah. had 5 runs. Torres had eight so if you just want to go based off of that torres had himself a series whenever you you know out rbi a whole other team in this series i'm gonna say you had a good series means your pitching had a good series too so (laughs) that that too a lot of components go into that so do we want to do a quick talk about the seven owen kind of just yeah, it was it it's was more the same. Day. It it led off with uh, another two run hit by yeah. Labor. You know, the the first inning. I think it was a single. Or what was it? The first inning, or was that Sunday? Four. But no, I forget. Four. 
No, but yeah, he had the, I think he had the double first and then like, uh, mm-hmm. Odor had a double to hit him. Man, I'm mixing up Saturday and Sunday, but. Um, and the bottom of the fourth, Torres Miggy, double. Miggy. Yeah. Was it Miggy? Or is it, was that the day Odor? Man, Are we talking great about podcasting. Right Ooh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, my main takeaway from this game was like Cole didn't even have his greatest stuff and he still yeah. went seven shutout innings. You know, he didn't have the strikeout numbers that he usually had. <laughs> so and he walked three batters. So Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that was that was a nice way to just secure the series victory, which was like that, that was all you could ask for because you know the White Sox are still a very, very good team. And you, you kind of were nervous about maybe tie on on Sunday, but it, the game I was most nervous about was Friday. Was, when they won Friday, I was like, oh man, there's a decent chance we could sweep this knowing that we had Keuchel on Sunday. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, Keuchel used to own us, uh, own the Yankees. He shut us out in the wild card game in 2015. And then 2017, mm-hmm. we struggled with him as well. Um, but the Yankees didn't really shell him on Sunday either, but they got him out of the game pretty early as well. Yeah. yeah. So 7-0, cold day, awesome. So let's get into yeah. the final game that led to the sweep that ended with a walk-off or walk by Judge. So I think while I was watching that game, they talked about that was his first walk-off of his career, which is yep. yeah, you got to walk off on a walk. For your first time, that's kind of a fun way to do it. Um, yeah. Probably not the way he wanted to do it, but you know we'll take it. I think this, like the the Keiko stuff that you said earlier, in the sense of like they got to him early. He only pitched four innings, gave up two hits, but only yeah. gave up three runs, only one earned. So like, I think the Yankees just kind of got to him. Yeah, I think. Um... It was in the fifth inning when he left. It was bases loaded, no out. And then Gio grounded into a double play, which did score a run, but it kind of yeah. killed the inning. So, like, it could it could have been an uglier scoreline, but the Yankees were threatening in that inning. But um, yeah. the Yankees think, uh, did get to that bullpen, yeah. and they, they did get a little lucky with the, the throwaway by Tim Anderson to yeah. give them the fourth yeah. run. But – it wins a win, you know. Keiko, Keiko, how you say Keiko? Keiko, Keiko, Keiko. His, I, I think the umpire got to him more than anything else. Um, <laughs> he was, he was trying to nibble on the on, on the black um, all the and he was not getting the calls. And there were yeah. a couple of times he wanted it bad, and you could see. I mean, he's he's turning around, walking off the mound on the backside, screaming at the outfield. Just, just you know, he was just so frustrated with with not getting the calls, and so uh, so he had a composure challenge there toward the end too. Mm-hmm. He he's not the the Cy Young pitcher he used to be either. Uh-huh. So you know the Rodon has been great for them. He's been as good as Garrett Cole has been this year for the White Sox, which is kind of mm-hmm. unexpected. And they also have Giolito or ahead of him and the pecking order, right. and also Lance Lynn too. Yeah, so he's but, been good. You know, the the former ace of the Astros before Verlander came in. Uh, right. He's still a quality pitcher, but not the ace that he used to be. Yeah. Um, but it's good to get a win, you know. But we talk yeah. about 
the bullpen management with Larusa. Um, I think it was this was another instance where like he left the guy in. I, I forget who it was, but um, left the guy in first. Uh, uh, three runners get on, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, then Judge comes up and when Hendricks Hendricks just can't locate at all. Yeah, you know? yeah. He, he might have wanted to go to the go to go to him earlier, but he couldn't. He had to he had to wait three pitches. You know, he had to wait yeah. three three batters for yeah. that for that uh, for that relief pitcher. Because did that relief pitcher pitch in the eighth? I'm checking know. right now. Yeah. Well, he pitched oh. one. 1.1 innings. So, okay. Yeah, so maybe he must he have had. So, yeah. 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 So, so yep, you're right. So he could have swapped them out sooner. I'll give you, I'll give you that. Yeah. And yeah. a new, and in the new, uh, fresh inning, you can bring in a new pitcher anyway as well. Yeah. So true. Yeah. But so yeah. here's yeah, the you other, probably here's wanted the to other. bring Kendricks right in. Yeah. Here's the other positive. We actually won the closing game of the series. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we haven't we haven't won that in a long time, and uh, twice in a know. twice in a row, you know, right. they broke twice in a row, right? They, yeah, they broke the curse with the Rangers series, and then yeah. they they closed out a sweep for the first time, I mean, not yeah. first time for the first time in a while. They they swept, they and they swept a good team too. So. Yeah, and I think like the pitching has just been the pitching this year. Like it's been great bullpen and starting. Tyone kind of figuring, not figuring it out, but five innings and four strikeouts and only giving up two hits. Like I'll take that out of Tyone every day. Like Mm -hmm. I think Cole Kluber and maybe soon to be Herman are going to kind of save the bullpen for if Monty and Tyone struggle a little bit. And even like maybe Monty's starting to figure it out now too. So well. I think we'll just have to wait and see with Tyone, but watching him pitch that game kind of, you know, excites you a little bit in the sense of there's a little hope that he's really starting to figure it out. So I'll take it. I'll take, I'll take a sweep of the White Sox any day at this moment. So especially if a lot of media companies have them ranked in the top three still. So it's, it's whatever. (laughs) That's whatever. So let's All go, right. Uh, you know. Looking ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Looking ahead, we got, you know, Kluber, Herman, and Monty again coming up. And they're going to be pitching against the Blue Jays. That's a series I really want to win just because this is now the measuring stick of last month to this month where we kind of – win a series against the Rays and where we struggled against them last month. Now we played the Blue Jays a bunch last month. I want to see where the Yankees are, even though we just beat the White Sox. Like that's great. I would like to beat a division team. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. And um, to add to that, the Blue Jays have kind of fallen off lately. They're only two games above 500 while the Rays, Red Sox, and Yankees have kind of separated from them. So this could be a week where you put a little bit more distance between you and the, yep. between you and the, the fourth place team. Yep. Um, 
there's a lot of series coming up that I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, uh, we have what Kluber going on the mound tonight, Herman yeah. tomorrow, and then Monty Thursday. Yep. Um, something I've noticed with the Blue Jays recently is just they're giving up a lot of runs. <laughs> Their yeah. pitching staff hasn't been great. You know, they're uh, they're going to be in the market for a starter at the deadline probably. So um, I'd like to see, this is a series where I would like to see the Yankees offense do a lot of heavy, heavy lifting. Um, and, and, and then you on, hope. Any official what? word on Stanton coming back? Um, they were aiming for this series. Um, yeah. I, and I think he's eligible to come off the IL, but um, I haven't seen anything yet or got any notifications. Um, hopefully they, they were aiming like oh, hopefully this homestand so I don't know maybe yeah. maybe they'll give us some extra time but uh, he has been out in the field getting some work in so um, I, I hope he comes back <laughs> yeah it would be great it would be great to have the Stanton to judge number three uh, batting order again you know which was I great. hope they keep and I really hope they keep Geo up a cleanup I really hope they mm-hmm. they do that and then move Voight maybe to five or six and put Torres in there someplace. So um, I think that would be really good. I think, you know, we what I heard uh, is that uh, Toronto's bringing up uh, their, their top pitcher from AAA on Wednesday. Yep. Uh, he's going to play. He's going to pitch Wednesday's game uh, going up against Herman. And uh, tonight we got Matt going against Kluber and then Ray against uh, Monty on Thursday. Yeah. So, um, Tigers again is a little breather, and then we get back to the AL East yeah. after that with a big four game series against the Rays, and then followed up by the Red Sox first visit. So yeah, or are, well, are we going we're going to Fenway, right? Or I don't know. I no, know it's, it's in the Bronx. Bronx. It's in the Bronx. Yeah, but the yeah. Rays are a four game series as well, so that's yeah. a mm-hmm. big that's a big chance to yep pick up some ground on them. Yes, they've been the highest team in baseball recently. Yeah. And I think going, if we can kind of win a series against the Blue Jays, and then we saw what we did to the Tigers earlier in this month, it'd be nice to go into that Rays series, kind of going step for step with them with their winning series. And just kind of, if we're going into that series hot, I'd very much like to see that series. So. It'd be really nice to kind of at least split or win that series because it is a four-game series, but we'll see when that comes. Uh, you guys ready for Yankee of the Week? Yeah. Yes. So I think I want to go last. So okay, you want to go? Okay. You want to go first, Ryan? All right. Yeah. Um. You'll you'll see you'll probably see why Jose wants to go last. There were some limited choices this week. Yeah. Um, so last week I went with Gary for my Yankee of the week, and this week I'm going to pick the guy who carried our offense, Glaber uh, Torres. Uh, there were a couple no-brainers this week. Um, we went we went with some interesting we went some interesting routes as far as Yankees of the week this week, but uh, Glaber had to be the pick when yeah. I saw the other, the other yep. picks went their, went their way. So, <laughs> you know, hopefully this continues. Uh, Glaber has been 
awesome ever since coming back from COVID. So hopefully that continues. Yeah. Anytime you outscore a team in a series, you deserve to be the Yankee of the week. He's just look. He's looking good at the plate, and he's looking good in the field. So yeah. he's a, he's a, he's he's everything we hoped he'd be, and stopped questioning after about the second or third week in April. So yep. Yep. it's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> all right. So um, last week, my my uh, Yankee of the week was Geo, and he just continues to uh, ball out and and do a great job. Um, this week, <clears throat> and this is why the this is why the guys allowed the old guy a little bit of latitude today. You know, I went with the entire Yankee rotation as my player of the week. And and I said, you know, how do you separate? Of course, Kluber. We could have gone with Kluber with the no-hitter, but he just started a string of 35 shutout innings, and we went through the entire rotation with none of them giving up an earned run. None of them giving up a run. And so <clears throat> how do you how do you separate that? So I went with the entire Yankee rotation and I think, you know, from the standpoint of obviously Kluber going nine, and then you had Herman, um, Monty, and Cole going seven each and doing an awesome job. And then you had Tyone getting five. Now, curious as to why Tyone didn't go any further than five, but yeah, they were, they hadn't, they hadn't had the bullpen, hadn't needed the bullpen for a while. So, um, but it was just uh, how do you how do you distinguish one? And then when the when the yes cameras take snapshots to the dugout, you see they're all sitting together, and and you got Cole behind them all, tapping them all on the shoulders, giving them little shoulder rubs, you know. And they're all I mean they're a unit. They're you can't separate them. They're a unit. So yes, I went with the entire Yankee rotation. Sorry about that, <laughs> Jose. <laughs> so. With him going the whole rotation, that kind of took out a lot of probable Yankee hopefuls. I mean, Yankee of the weeks, just because the bats weren't really there this week. So uh, I tried to one-up Brian by uh, going Matt Blake, who's introduced his changeup and all the changeup numbers are going up. Uh, You know... Brian can take the whole starting pitching rotation and I'll just take every the person that's helping them get to where they are, including the bullpen who has had a great year. So in Boom. a way to one up Brian, Matt Blake <laughs> will be my Yankee of the week because if the pitchers are doing what they're doing, it's credit to pitching coach Matt Blake and real pitching coach uh, Cole, but you can't really do that because he's part of the whole <laughs> pitching rotation. So, Matt Blake, there you go. There you go. Uh, mine was, Let's hmm? keep the scoreless streak going. Uh, yeah, tonight. <laughs> exactly. Got Kluber on the mound. I feel confident with that. Uh, last week, my Yankee of the week was Judge, but you know that walk off kind of walked in less exciting than what you would want it to. <laughs> Uh, so I'll start us off like usual with hopeful with last week. I had Tyone who had a great start. Uh, like Brian said, the whole five inning thing, I'll take it, but already taken as Yankee of the week, technically. So I'm going to go with DJ. DJ was a guy that I really thought would have a great year. 
in the sense of he would be the main bat in this lineup. But like I was kind of hinting at earlier where you got Judge, Torres, and Gio and soon to be Stanton as like the anchors. I thought DJ would be in that. He has not been in his last seven games. He's batting 200 with five RBIs. Those five RBIs are nice. But that 200 is definitely not good. His on-base percentage is 290. Usually his batting average is in the 300. So it's kind of weird to have his on-base percentage at any time be under 300. So I think he got paid. I would really like to see him start to figure it out. And I feel like there's been flashes of it where he's gone a couple games where you've gone, oh, wow, he's really figuring out. But it feels like it's been an odd season for him. I'd like to see him start to pick it up, especially against, you know, the Blue Jays where their pitching isn't the greatest, like we kind of alluded to earlier. So I'm very hopeful for DJ. It's a good guy. It was one I, I was considering because DJ has he has regressed this year. You know, yeah, he he's more towards league average as a hitter right now than uh, the MVP caliber hitter he was last year, um, or even the year before that. Yeah. Um, last week I went with Odor for my Yankee hopeful. Um, this week I I am kind of emulating what I did with Giancarlo Stanton earlier in the year where uh, my pick is Aaron judge this week where he hasn't been bad. He's been really good, but I feel like we're about to see him going up, go on this insane stretch where he's just, just lighting the baseball world on fire because, you know, I feel like people don't even realize how good this guy is. You know, he's as good as Giancarlo has been, Judge's numbers are even better as far as like what runs created. Plus, he's by far the best player on this team, um, and I think he's going to show why in the, in this next week. From your lips to God's ears, I mean that's what we want. We we want we we want him to have the same hot streak you just triggered Stanton off in on. So yeah, um, that'd be absolutely awesome. All right, last week I went with a hopeful of Florial, thinking that maybe he gets the call up and stuff. Well, he's doing okay down in AAA, and uh, he's doing okay down there, but even better, Gardy's done a great job lately. And so Gardy's, Gardy's going to be, you know, Gardy's going to be the center fielder now with Hicks out, and, um, and he's, he's with time and with regular playing, with regular playing time, he, he's, he becomes very consistent. And, uh, and, and he becomes he's much better eye at the plate, much better reactions. Um, his defense is always good. And he showed that already uh, on the weekend with some nice uh, cha- grabs down, chasing things down to the fence in the warning track. Um, so I'm going with Gardy. Hey, his, his batting average is already up over 200. Can't argue that. I mean, he was one of those, uh, you know, one, one, one plus somethings in the, uh, in the left field side of the house. So, I'm going with Gardy. I think he's going to be, uh, I think he's just going to get better from here. And of course, as he goes and the presence he is in the locker room and the, you know, the, and everything else, he's, he's, he's the, he's the, the, the grandpappy of this crew. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good pick. Um, I think the consistent playing time is a good point with Gardy and something, something interesting with Gardy at this point in his career is like, 
it, he's better with consistent playing time, but you also don't want him to wear down later in the season as well, which like yeah. he, he did like in 2018, but you know, huh. hopefully I, th- I think just giving him com- consistent playing time, you'll see more of the Gardner of old, which we have been seeing recently. So. Yeah. I, and I can't believe I'm and I can't believe I'm saying this, but it was a tough call. I, I thought about Gardy, thought about Luke Voigt, and then I thought about Tyler Wade. So I think Tyler Wade's going to make our list sometime soon. So yeah, you know, you know, we'll see what happens. Okay, Brian, are you guys you ready? ready? Are you ready for the history lesson, Jose? Yes. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. All right. So uh, ten years ago today. Mariano Rivera became the first pitcher in all of Major League Baseball to appear in a thousand games for the same team. Okay, so you think of the two Iron Men, you know, uh, Lou Gehrig, and then of course Cal Ripken Jr. Okay, and that they were way over two two thousand, right? I mean, twenty three hundred games and and stuff. But a pitcher to go a thousand, a thousand, appear in a thousand games. Um, he ended up finishing with eleven hundred and fifteen games played. Uh, and finishing his career, obviously, in 2013. And then, of course, as we know, you know, Hall of Fame and everything else follows. So, um, but I thought that was a that was a notable statistic. You know, listen for a yes to bring that up tonight. Okay, because I'll make sure I feed Michael K all of his stuff now. Because, I mean, he, he pulled up the red roughing one a couple of weeks back. So, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But speaking of yes, also, it, you know, basically 19 years ago, David Cohn signs his first contract with Yes. And so he's been with them ever since, of course. And of course, I think the trio of Paul O'Neill, David Cohn teamed up with, with uh, you know, play-by-play of uh, Michael Kay has just been a really good Yes broadcast. Of course, we love John and Susan on the radio, but, mm-hmm. um, but I think they've just got some really good crews. And I love listening to those guys uh, out here. I've got MLB extra innings now, so I'm, I can catch the Yankees broadcast when they're at home and, uh, and listen to those guys. Play and stuff. So it also, um, I guess, uh, needs to be said of David Cohn that, you know, it, it's nice that he appears this week because he's also one of the, he's, he was, he was, was he, he was not the last pitcher to pitch a perfect game or was he before Kluber? He was. Pitcher, no, he, was. he was. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. I couldn't remember whether David Wells came first or, or ahead or behind, but, but yeah. So, so David Cohn makes uh, makes an appearance as well on this. And by the way, that first contract that he had back in 2002, he had to cover five Staten Island Yankees A ball games as part of that contract. So you got to start at the bottom, and he certainly did in the broadcast side. So, <laughs> I think yeah. uh, George might have had a. Say in that, <laughs> I think uh, that he might have had a hand in that. Right there. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, thank you, uh, Brian and Ryan. You know, it's awesome hanging out with you guys on a week week basis on talking some Yankees. Um, just a little housekeeping. We're gonna start moving to recording and releasing on Monday. Today's a Tuesday, so kind of special event just before we get to that. So next Monday will be the new schedule of our start and release date. So definitely keep a lookout for that. When I post this, there'll be a a little note for that. Uh, Thank you guys for, you know, listening, follow us on our social medias and 
definitely read our sports uh, blog content on New York Sports Nation. Brian is now showing his uh, Giants t-shirt because he does write <laughs> for the Giants New York Sports Nation. And Ryan does the Yankees and I do the Nets and talking about the Nets playoffs, just how that started. And that's pretty exciting. Uh, thank you for listening and uh, have a good day. Go Yankees, guys. Go Yankees. Yeah.